This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the Husker 24-7 podcast. I'm Mike Shaver, joined by Michael Brunts today, uh, and we are going to discuss some Nebraska football recruiting, some transfer portal stuff, all of that here on today's show. Nebraska's transfer quarterback as they fly around the country. Uh, we'll get into all of that here on today's podcast. Brunts, let's just start with this right away. Let's. We don't have time for banter. We're just diving right into it. Where uh, where are all of Nebraska's portal entrants? There's only been a handful so far. Yeah, as of uh, it's what ten o'clock on Wednesday morning. You're just as we all expected. Your two scholarship portal entrants so far: Jake Applegate and Javier Morton. Jeff Sims uh, expected to jump into the portal, according to a report by our own Chris Hummer. Um, which not a surprise there. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I guess I, I wasn't expecting a flood going into the portal, given what everybody has said throughout the season. And um, I think the way that Nebraska's handled NIL has also helped that. Um, but yeah, they, they've, they've got to get down in numbers a little bit there. I, I never worry about that happening. It always works out. We know that that's, that's, we should put it on a t-shirt. It always works out, um, but it's been quiet. It's been really quiet, which is uh, a far cry from last year. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a far cry from last year. Like it, it's, it's been interesting. Obviously, there's the quarterback stuff going on that has everyone's attention, but for the most part, it's just relatively quiet. I mean, we don't have a lot happening in 2024 recruiting. Nebraska has that class largely put together and now it's just time to to get pen to paper and we'll see Matt Rule pop up with various Christmas trees around the Nebraska class as they do some of their in-home visits here. So it is a uh, definitely a unique time. Like is there is there a position group brunts at all that you're kind of keeping an eye on where you're like, okay, I want to see, you know, if Nebraska has a few guys enter from this group, it could really kind of change things. Well, I mean I think rather than like the portal piece of it to me it's much more like the the decisions yet to be made about you know guys that walked on senior day um you know we 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 don't have finality yet from Bryce Benhart um which is a big piece with the offensive line i mean you could potentially return everybody along that offensive line minus nori next season mm-hmm. um which again i mean i i think you know, I'm, I'm expecting Donovan Rayola to be back again. Um, even, you know, he has his contract situation that has to get figured out, but that that would be significant. The other the other kind of two decisions I think that loom pretty large, Isaac Gifford. Um, I think he was a bit of a surprise that he had walked on Senior Day, at least in my mind. 
Um, he still hasn't made a final decision. Um, and then John Bullock, um, you know, a guy that a year ago, I don't think that we would have predicted we'd be talking about on this podcast. Um, but a very important piece of that linebacker spot, because you already know that Nick Henrich has, has hung up the cleats. Uh, Luke Reimer has moved on. Uh, John Bullock became a really nice depth piece and, and rotational player at that linebacker spot. And I think that if you get him back, um, you know, pending his decision, uh, that, that, that's really big for depth at that linebacker spot. I mean, we can talk about it real quick if there's any positions besides besides quarterback that kind of, you know, have your fancy. But in my mind, it's it's a lot less about guys that are going to be hopping into the portal versus guys that, were starters last year that I guess, you know, have that COVID year that they can decide to, to use or not. Yeah. Well, there's just kind of a lack of clarity of, of what the total numbers are, are going to be. And so I think um, because of that, and then with each, each position too, you're just kind of wondering, all right, if they, you know, if you get Ramir Johnson back, does that mean you're less likely to go get a portal running back? If you, uh, you know, those sort of decisions. And so it, it will be certainly unique to kind of follow all of it. The deeper it gets into December too, because, um, you know, we'll know whether Nebraska has a quarterback early on and kind of what shape the roster might take. So that's all, all still to come. Uh, as transfer portal week started on Monday, Brunts, it's only Wednesday and it feels like it's been, feels like it's been quite some time, even though there's only a few days in there. Yeah. So, yeah. And nothing's really even happened either, both nationally and locally. Like there hasn't been, uh, there hasn't been like the big movement yet. Uh, was it Brock Vandegrift is like the, he's, he's going to Kentucky. Um, Minnesota has their guy from New Hampshire. Is there, are there any other notable uh, the, movements that you can think of? Was his name Max Johnson at A&M? He went to North Carolina. Okay. All right. He's, he's in the, he's in the May spot. And is is Dylan Gabe is that a done deal to Oregon or was that just conjecture? I don't know that that's a done deal yet, but that one's really interesting because that affects Cam Ward, who had been rumored to be going to Oregon. Um, and then you have Riley Leonard is expected at Notre Dame, which Will Howard had been rumored to be like a front runner at Notre Dame, like right at the beginning of this whole process. So uh, the, how the pieces affect each other is always kind of the fun part to me about how the quarterback carousel, you know, kind of slides around here. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's tough too, because I, I feel like everybody's looking um, and, and it's, it really is musical chairs. I mean, like if you're a quarterback and, and a guy that uh, is, is a legit option for a lot of programs, I mean, I, I don't know that it's a situation where you can wait into January to make your decision. Like, you kind of it feels like you kind of need, need to know where you're going by like national signing day like if you don't know by christmas you, you might you might be betting on some scarcity that i don't know is going to be yeah. there that or you're just you're you're like shopping with the idea that if you don't buy something you can get another year out of it like this computer i have for instance <laughs> you know it's been like multiple novembers it's come around i'm like well i can i can get another year out of this yeah we can make it in another year. Your, your, I mean, computer, your computer has danced with the portal for a yeah. number of years now. And well, it's impressive because the computer has somehow managed to cover every coach that, uh, you know, going back to Polini. So 
It's uh, it's remarkable. It keeps ticking, and I got to be honest. I'm looking at it and think we're going to try to get another year out of it. So. It's, it's like it's like one of those old Macintosh computers, isn't it? Like weren't weren't you using it to cover like late Osborne? Like that that's yeah. how far back oh. you go. I thought you were talking about the ones that had the like clear side panels that yeah. you could see into that you know let you really know what the machine looked like that every high school in America had circa in 2002. Yep, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That was a yeah. nice design feature. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, all right, let's. Uh, here's what we're going to do today. Nebraska has several quarterback targets, and we're going to talk through all of them. And we're going to start with the first two, and we're going to go in the order that Nebraska basically popped in and and uh, made visits with them. And we will start with Kansas State quarterback entrant Will Howard. Brunts, what are your thoughts on Will Howard? Yeah, I mean i I think that one makes sense. Um, you know, I, I I think he's a he's probably the guy of the group that I have like the least strong opinion on, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. But does that like, mean you are most amenable or most accepted of of him at this point? I think I'd be okay with him. Um, you know, I, I think in my mind it was when you know Nebraska visited, I was kind of like, okay, that this that makes sense. It's a guy that's won a lot of games. He's a veteran guy, and I think like how we discuss these guys is kind of framed by like, okay, well, are, are they looking for just a one year rent a guy or are they looking for somebody who kind of comes in and grows in the system? Because I mean, you, I, I think it's more the, the two year guys that have had this success in college football versus the rare kind of one-off lightning in a bottle type guy. Like I, I think any of these guys that we're going to talk about can win you games. Um, and, and, you know, some at probably a higher level, but, uh, I, I don't know what, what am I, what, what should I be noting with Howard? Cause he's the one that I was kind of like, ah, oh, I, I, I don't know. I thought when Kansas state had their run in 22, I thought they looked better with Will Howard than Adrian Martinez. I think he opened up their offense a little bit more in terms of vertical passing and, and that kind of thing. Um, it's interesting the the two guys that I talked to or asked about for the portal profile on Howard. I mean, they basically both kind of said like, it needs to be a pretty in sync kind of thing. He's not going to improvise. He's not going to create. And that's, you know, wildly different than what Nebraska had this last year, where you did not have system quarterbacks. Chubba Purdy was not going to stay in system. He was going to be improvising. Uh, Heinrich Harburg's entire system was an improvisation by the coaching staff and Jeff Sims. We didn't really get to see long enough to know one way or the other, but uh, it's, it'd be a, it'd be a different stylistic quarterback. And I, the, the thing that is interesting to me about a Will Howard is if you put him on your team and you devote a lot of resources to going and getting him and putting him on your team, do you have enough talent around him that you get like the full effect of Will Howard? Like I, that's, yeah. That's kind of the, the question that I have with hit and really, you know, any of these guys like, and that's not, that's not necessarily a knock on them, but they all need different levels of players to probably be their most successful. And he's going to come from a team that had a really good running game. And I don't know that he's going to inherit that if he were to come to Nebraska, I feel better about him with Nebraska's receivers because he's either comparable at Kansas state, or, you know, you could argue Nebraska has a lot of athletic upside, uh, so I think that that would be fine. But 
the drop-off might stem from just not as strong of a running game. And really, Kansas State's offensive line is a big part of their secret sauce, too. Yeah. No, it, it definitely – that's, I think, true. Like, it, the, the the picture around him looked a lot better than, than what he would be walking into. And it, it – I guess with where Nebraska is and kind of this rebuild, renaissance, whatever you want to call it um, – it, it feels like I don't, I don't know that he would push things along as, as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I follow, I follow what you're saying for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Sam Levitt was the, uh, the guy who had the bounce pass for Michigan state in the loss for Nebraska this year. He played a handful of snaps against Nebraska. He is the only one with multi years of eligibility that has been linked to Nebraska so far. And I think there's genuine interest from both sides. I will say before we get too far into this discussion, I asked and I thought it was notable that he said Nebraska made no mention of taking multiple quarterbacks out of the portal. Uh, And so he was under the impression that he would be viewed as someone who would come in and be expected to compete and start. I mean, immediately. So uh, this isn't – people might have the, the conception that Nebraska is going to go take two and Sam Levitt could be one of those guys. I don't think he views it that way, Brooks. Yeah, it's – I always keep going back to what Matt Rule said about, you know, you take a one-year guy that's significantly better than what you have or you take a multi-year guy that is comparable to what you have um, on the roster now. I think he's slightly better than what Nebraska has on the roster now. I also don't know. I I don't, I guess I, it would give me a little bit of pause if that's your only guy that you're bringing in, Um, especially given the quarterbacks that Nebraska has been linked to. Cause I guess in my small brain, it makes sense that you bring in somebody like Levitt that you're not having to rely on immediately like you're not you're not just giving him the keys it's you, you that that's a, a long future play um it's interesting though because the the programs that he has also been linked to um utah being another one of them has a little bit more of a settled quarterback picture than what nebraska does so depending on what he's looking for um you know, i know he's an oregon kid oregon state's going to be looking hard for a quarterback too so um that that was notable to me, I guess. But I I guess if if Matt Rule, going back to what Rule said, if you're going to take a guy that's a multi-year guy, I, I think you probably need to give yourself a little bit more insurance at that quarterback spot that somebody that you're bringing in is not just going to be expecting that they're the guy if they're not ready yet. Yeah, well, and he's he would certainly – be interesting if you were to put him in a in a backup competition i think with like a Chubba purdy and and heinrich harburg and all of that but like you said it would be i think difficult for fans to stomach if you and you left the offseason and sam levitt was your only addition and again this is a guy who's a four-star quarterback in the class of 23 um you know he's he's more expected to be uh, helpful as a passer than as a runner but he has the ability to move around like I, I definitely get it from the long-term perspective, uh, but it would be, you know, a little bit unique short-term. And he might be, he might very well be open to it. Uh, the sense I got from him, Brunts, is that, you know, 
this isn't going to be a quick process. I think he was going to meet with a variety of teams and weigh what his options sort of look like. And um, he wants to go to a place where he's not having to do this again, which is what's true of everybody. But it's really, you know, when you're that young, you have four four seasons left to play. Uh, you know, you're really thinking about it at a different plane than like a Kyle McCord or a, a Blake Shapen. Uh, both of whom we will discuss when we return. We're going to take a quick time out. When we get back, we're going to talk about some more quarterbacks. Nebraska is stopping in and seeing as they look for their quarterback for the 2024 season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quarterback talk here on the Husker 24-7 podcast. Brunts, all right, moving on. This is a guy that you have been uh, in the in the group text. You you brought him up before his name had really come up. You've been, like, all over it. Give me your thoughts. Blake Shapen, the quarterback for Baylor. Yeah, he was he was a guy who early on it was like, okay, if, if you're not – if you're not getting, like, that top tier and – I guess it helps me to think about transfer portal quarterbacks in tiers. I think he would be t- more towards like the top of that second tier, like a guy that has starting experience. Um, he's got a big arm. Um, and, you know, I, I think he makes relatively smart decisions with the football. I mean, you look at his numbers, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions last season, uh, 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions a year before that. Um you know, I, I think he would be a guy that if you brought him in, would be able to run your offense pretty well. And I mean, it kind of goes a little bit back to like what we were going back and forth on a couple of weeks ago is like, you know, how how effective does a quarterback need to be at Nebraska for them to make that next step? I think he could be a guy where, you know, if you would have had him on, on this last year's roster, I mean, you're probably looking at eight wins um, just based on kind of how he profiles. So. Um, you know, there, there's a his time at Baylor didn't exactly line up with Matt Rule. Rule left in January of 2020, I think. He signed with Baylor in February of 2020. So um, he'd been committed to Arizona State. He's a you know former high level baseball player, so he's got the big arm. But th- that was a guy where it was like, okay, if Nebraska is is not attractive to you know the 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 top crust of portal quarterbacks, I thought that was going to be a pretty good option for them as well is it uh do you think as much of it is just sort of the experience i mean this is a guy that had to step in and he helped win a uh, a big 12 title game i mean he has as many starts as anybody that we've really discussed i guess will howard has more 
uh, but it's it's relatively close. I mean, they're both right in the the mid twenties for the amount of starts, and uh, so is it is it kind of just an experience factor? Plus, uh, you don't have to you don't really have to back up the Brinks truck here. I'm guessing like this wouldn't be a you wouldn't financially you wouldn't have to commit a lot of resources to to Blake Shapen. I suspect. Yeah, I mean, he he felt like a he feels like a gettable option. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I, I think that's at least notable. I think, I mean, just given what Nebraska's done in the last three days, though, I mean, they're they're talking to everybody, uh, regardless of, you know, what what the perception is. I mean, they're they're in there talking to the top tier guys just mm-hmm. to gauge interest, which I think that that in itself is noteworthy to me. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the, the numbers are good. I mean, I, I think maybe what we probably learned from the Jeff Sims experience is that in some ways guys kind of are who they are at this point in yeah. their careers. Um, so I, I guess I lean with shape and I'm like, okay, this is a guy that that can come in and, and do the things you need to do and, and probably not be super flashy about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Quarterback number four, Kyle McCord, Marcus Satterfield was out in Columbus on Tuesday, Kyle McCord played, started 12 games for Ohio State this year. They went 11 and 1. His last drive, he had the interception that, uh, as a, they went to go try to make it close late to, uh, in the, in the Michigan game. His last pass was intercepted. Uh, and that was the last pass of his Ohio State career. Runs, were you surprised when Kyle McCord, uh, popped up as an option? And, it seems like this is one where there's some real potential legs behind it. Yeah, I mean, this was this was the first stop to me where I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I look look at look at Nebraska. Look what they're doing. Um, I mean that that's a significant name and a guy that's played in big games. A guy that um, has dealt with kind of the fishbowl of a major college program. That I mean, Ohio State's kind of on another level, but. I mean, you, you know how Nebraska is. I mean, yeah. there's there that's part of the conversation, I think, uh, with any of these guys is basically how do you handle that? Because I I mean, I don't I don't know that Jeff Sims handled it particularly well um, with, with the way the season went. But um, yeah, I, I that was an intriguing thing name to me. I mean, he's a New Jersey kid, so there's you, you at least gotta have some connection there with some of the Husker staff that's from that part of the country. Uh, and you know, he, he's another guy that what one year left, I mean, you're looking for an opportunity to play at a high level, uh, a place where you can come in and start. I mean, he's, he's to me more of the guy that like you give the keys to and say, run with it. Yeah. I, I think Kyle McCord, uh, is a really intriguing one for a variety of reasons. I think your offense looks a little bit different, certainly than when you had Heinrich Harburg. Uh, I think that he would be a guy that could be really helpful for your young wide receivers as they develop too. like he can kind of uh, help them along with consistency, which is, is something that they didn't get a lot. I mean, we talk a lot about Nebraska's offense as a whole struggled uh, because of the lack of consistency of your quarterbacks. Just think about being a wide receiver. I mean, you're trying to run these route trees. You're trying to run these routes. It's not like you're getting the ball on time. You're having a, you, you have a lot of improvised plays when you have to adjust to a lot of different things. So I think, someone like McCord would really help out in terms of, you know, his overall accuracy, how he could throw some guys open. 
uh, utilizing some of your different route concepts that way. So I think he would be, I think he'd be a really interesting uh, quarterback out of all of these. And certainly I, I like the, the narrative of the, the little bit of a chip on the shoulder thing. I mean, I think this is a guy that is pretty unhappy with how things have ended here at Ohio state. And you talk to some Ohio state people and they feel like he's been kind of vilified uh, and unfairly kind of scapegoated for a team that was pretty good, but wasn't maybe as good as what Ohio state has had in the past. What What is so McCord's an example of this, but what is the, the type of quarterback that we've talked about so far, how do you, how do you kind of square that with what Nebraska is going to be offensively in 2024? Yeah. I mean, so I, I think this is the biggest part of the conversation and I've had this, uh, talk with with different people you and I kind of got into the conversation last week where for me I think you have to to make the decision is your quarterback going to be like the primary focus of your offense and if that's the case how are you going to be successful with it and if you have a running quarterback does that mean you have to have a lot of zone read concepts and your quarterback has to be a big play threat with his legs or you're not going to be able to have success I think in the case of of a lot of these guys you know, Will Howard, uh, Shapen, McCord, uh, you're you're anticipating that they're going to be able to beat teams with their arm, that they're that they're going to put you in a position where a third and seven, you're going to be able to hit a guy over the middle uh, in time. And even if it's a little short of the sticks, there's going to be, you know, the throw is going to allow for that person to run for the first down, that sort of thing. So I think it it's moving away from the model where Nebraska kind of had to be big play to there's some quarterbacks here that could really sort of allow for um, you to, to kind of chunk it down the field and to be a little bit more ball control and to be a little bit more um, stable, I guess is, is kind of what I'm getting at. And then, you know, we haven't talked about him yet. You have Cam Ward who's on maybe the other side of the spectrum where if you go get a guy like that, he's kind of the vehicle. Like we're not talking about the keys. Like he is the car. Like he is going to be all over the field, uh, you know, improvising, scrambling, throwing. You're going to have designed runs for him. Like it's just a different, it's a different offensive setup. And for me, it's harder to see Nebraska being as successful in that because I don't know that they have enough pieces to really get the full effect of Cam Ward. Whereas if you allow a quarterback that can kind of help develop the pieces along the way. I, I just think it makes more sense um, looking for a more passing oriented quarterback, I think. And not that Cam Ward can't be that because he's got a good arm and, and he can do it. It just feels like with him, you get so much more and the temptation to just open everything up. And I think Nebraska would be better served if their offense was a little restricted. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a good summation of things for sure. Um, it felt like yeah, I just you, talked you talk for like about... 17 hours straight and gave a thesis on Nebraska's offensive struggles. So <laughs> I don't know why that felt like very long. It was only a couple minutes, but I'm going to let you no. talk for a little bit now. No, that was good. Uh, do you want to go to Ward? I mean, ne- Nebraska's yeah, let's um, do it. In, in route to uh, Pullman, Washington this morning. We, we can assume they're not going to see Bill Moose. Um, uh, how do we know they're not crossing the border to go over to Moscow and talk with Jason Eck uh, over there about the Idaho Vandals that are number four in the, the Kibbe Dome? Uh, yes, yeah, there. You want to talk about a guy who knows how to run an offense? He's uh, 
he would be on the short list for coordinators if that was such a thing that Nebraska would be looking at. That is not what they're doing. But if it was. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, so Cam Ward, um, different different than those those other uh, quarterbacks we, we discussed. Um, Numbers-wise, lots to like. 66% completion percentage, 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, tied with Heinrich Harburg for number two in the country in fumbles last year as a little quick aside there. And probably a guy that when Matt Rule was talking about values for what it's going to take for a starting quarterback, probably a guy that would be towards the top of that, that rating or the, the range that he talked about the, the one and a half to 2 million. So that's uh, does it, I, I guess, does Nebraska kind of just putting feelers out there surprise you? Um, yeah, a little bit, but if you think about it, I mean, there was the interview earlier in the week where he talked about, you know, Nebraska was a school under a different coaching staff that he was sort of considering. I also think we're kind of in this phase now where it's sort of like NFL free agency where teams just have meetings set up and, you're going to you're going to have these meetings and then you're going to make your decision off of that and who knows if Nebraska's level 3 interest for Cam Ward or a level 10 interest but uh it's worth sort of looking at. I I wanted to look because I I realized that when I was talking about him it made it seem like I was talking about Michael Vick he doesn't scramble that much but he still had 120 attempts this year for like 144 yards so it's not even a particularly ex- like great use of him either so you could if you could really kind of dial in cam ward i think that you could you could keep him more as a pocket passer as well but i i think he is the most interesting in terms of talent um but for some reason he also feels like other than sam levitt who's in a different class he just feels more volatile to me than uh mccord um or howard for that matter i don't know why i just i don't know if if it's just coming off of the the fumble stat, I don't know if it's just the the just general feeling of it um, or what, but it just feels like there's more of a boom bust potential there. But the boom could be really good. I think he has by far the most upside out of the group. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and it, it is interesting with him too. I mean, at this point in his career, he's done what two years at Washington State. He's he's been an incarnate word. Um, you, you kind of wonder if Nebraska, like where they are as a program fits with where he's wanting to go. Right. You know? Um, so that, that's always part of the discussion too, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to give Nebraska credit for, for, for the work that they're doing in terms of, you know, they're, they're not just settling for a quarterback. I mean, it's the conversation all season was about the quarterback position, how you upgrade it. I think Nebraska, you know, has eyes. The coaches have eyes. They saw what happened for the last three months and know that that has to be addressed. So I think they're at least, um, you know, they're, they're talking to the right guys early on. And like you said, it's only Wednesday morning and the portal's been officially open for two days. So uh, a lot of a lot of time still for twists and turns with this thing. All right, let's let's do it like this. I'm going to ask you three questions. Just give me one answer. Don't don't uh, don't try to, to work multiple of them in. Just give me one answer for the three questions. 
if you could just pick one of these five, which one would you pick to be Nebraska's quarterback for 2024? I think I would take McCord. Okay. If you had to place a wager on who you think the most likely to be for Nebraska's quarterback out of that group. I would lean, I, I would say Shapen closely followed by McCord. Okay. You've already broken one rule, but good I try. Uh, last one. Who's the wild card? Like, what's the one where you're like, yeah, I can see that happening. But it, you don't think it's going to happen, but, it, you know, you're leaving room for the possibility of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think McCord's a little bit of a wild card there. Like, I, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of reasons why Nebraska makes sense for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's other programs you could say that about, but I, I think that, that to me was the first time I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is interesting. Um, and especially if you're just going to go get one guy, like I think it needs to be more of that than the Levitt angle, or the, than the Levitt type. So that I, I would say he's more the wild card. How about you? Yeah, I might. Here are three questions. I I think I would also have McCord as the one. Like if I could just select one, that's probably the one that I would just go select. I'm I'm between like Shapen and Levitt for which one I think is most likely. I actually think that there's a chance that it's just Levitt that they decide after all of this that, you know, they're just going to go forward with somebody that they get for multiple years over one year. Um, I could I could see that playing out that way. And then I think the I think the wild card one is also McCord. Like I obviously we reported that it there's certainly um, a feeling within the industry that Nebraska is making a big push on on Kyle McCord. Uh, but it, it does feel like that would make sense. They get Ohio State on their schedule. I think he could stay in the Big Ten. It would work for him as well. Um, and I think, you know, you could also look at it if you're McCord. You could make a bet that going and playing for an NFL coach could help set you up for other future NFL options. I don't think he's a first-round pick or a day-two pick even. But he could be someone who, you know, with the right tutelage, could be a guy who could be a backup in the NFL for – for some years and, and be a late round pick. So, I mean, I think that there's, there's also a little bit of a draw there too. So, and I think Nebraska has the ability if they wanted to get a Kyle McCord to financially play in that, I think it'd be a lot harder to pull off the camp ward thing. Ward and McCord. That's not, you know, difficult to say back, back. Yeah. It'll, like I said, it's Wednesday. Um, I know it feels, it feels like we're, you know, I'm like, ready for it to be Saturday morning and I sleep in a little bit and everything else. I don't know why I'm, I'm dragging. It's Wednesday. I gotta, how did I find like a pick me up here or something? Yeah. Get your, get your coffee game, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know how I feel about coffee. Games. I know. Uh, anything else we got to hit on? Does Nebraska basketball get it done on the road tonight? Yes or no? I don't feel good about it, but I also think I was just so taken back by like just the level of, poor that they played on Sunday that it feels like the sort of thing where they now will come out and play really tense in Minnesota and ultimately just give that game away too. And then spoken like a true the, Nebraska basketball. Yeah. Thing. And then you get Michigan state coming in on Sunday and it's going to be, you know, backs against the wall. And the last time Nebraska played that team, uh, I believe Michigan state shot 85% from three in the second half of a game. Um, so yeah, they're they're in real danger zone territory, I think here. So it'd be 
it would behoove the the program uh, to to come out and win on Wednesday. Five point five point win tonight. You you're confident, huh? Yeah, they're gonna go. They're gonna go up in the barn and get get a little five point win. They, Far be they, it for me to, to to say that anything is unearned confidence wise, but I'm not I'm not sure that I'm following where your confidence is coming from. Beyond the fact that maybe you haven't watched a lot of Nebraska basketball this year. I've 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 seen a fair amount. I'm not part of your your Tuesday club. Circle, your your Husker basketball knitting circle podcast, but I uh I, I feel okay about this matchup for some stupid reason. Well if if they win, we'll consider sending you an invite then. Okay. All right. All right. Uh well, you could also invite yourself to husker247.com where we have plenty of coverage of recruiting, of the transfer portal, of basketball. BC is actually going to be in Minnesota, so we'll have a person there as uh, Nebraska takes on the Gophers on Wednesday night. And um, we're going to have plenty of coverage of everything coming along. We have baseball coverage on the website here over the weekend. You get your inside notes on the upcoming Husker baseball season. Of course, we will be tracking everything going along with football and what the roster is going to look like. We have National Signing Day coming up here shortly. Even though it feels like Nebraska is largely done with 2024, there still could Two be weeks. some some moves in there. Two weeks what? from today. I know. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's it's very different covering a uh, non-coaching search year, by the way. You don't, you don't have to also work in there trying to figure out who the uh, – the running backs coach is going to be, or, you know, what's going to happen at linebacker or all of these different things. So that, uh, that's kind of nice as well, but you know, we provide all the coverage at Husker 24 seven. So for Michael Bruns, I'm Mike Shaver. We'll catch you next time.